On today's podcast, Vance, Chris, and I discuss the NHL and NBA restarts, the baseball season and how the coronavirus has impacted teams already and will continue to do so, and we talk about the NFL and NCAA football seasons and whether or not they're going to happen. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Unrecruited Podcast. Today we are going to talk about the different bubbles going on in professional sports and how they are interacting with one another or not with one another and what uh, and how the coronavirus has played an impact in their uh, respective leagues. So, uh, you know, I, I find it fascinating that each league has kind of done it a little bit different. Um, and over the last couple of days, we've gotten some new news on, on what they're doing in the bubbles and then, uh, you know, some, some news coming out of baseball and football as well. And so I think right now the, the stuff that I'm loving the most is the stuff coming out of the NBA and we'll call it the anti Tinder rule or the anti, you know, instant model, uh, rule where basically they're saying, uh, if, if girls are going to come into the bubble, they need to have uh, a long-standing relationship with the players and not uh, met once or twice or not met through a friend or not met on social media. Um, and so that's just something I, I laugh at because some of these guys, like they're looking for booty and <laughs> at this point they're kind of s- struck out and, and uh, you know, they get an opportunity to bring people in and they have nobody. So um, yeah, to me, that's, that's, that's one of the funniest things right now. Um, and then, uh, you know, they, I think each, each player that makes the playoffs gets one ticket plus, uh, a child pass, or I want to call it a child pass, but I think they have to be under 48 inches or 40 inches or something like that. So it's basically the same, like a small child and then an adult. Uh, and, and I think the best thing that I saw was Luka Doncic, um, sent a tweet to JJ Barea after, you know, you know, with the, like Woj's, uh, tweet about that and he's like hey you okay <laughs> um, <laughs> so you know i think the players are having fun with it but uh, uh it's you know it's it's different and uh you know i guess they're getting they're having to get used to it tell me more about this tinder role i'm not familiar <laughs> with it yet <laughs> they just they they, uh, they have to to know this the the woman you know it can't be a a, a one-night stand or a fling or something like that you mean you're not on Tinder looking for your wife? No, <laughs> sure. That's that's not the 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 purpose of Tinder. It's my understanding that it's <laughs> meant for uh, you know traveling people. <laughs> traveling, is, <laughs> it's a loose term. <laughs> that's the best I've ever heard that put. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but the bubble has had. I think NBA has been. Um, pretty good. I don't think they have any cases. I know hockey hasn't reported any cases in a while. Um, and so it, I, to me, I think the bubble works. I mean, obviously baseball does not have that same luck. Um, so clearly they've done something right. And, you know, isolating the players and putting it into a specific city or multiple cities in hockey's case. Um, and, you know, the basketball tournament was, was fun to watch. It was definitely different than the normal regular season. It's, you know, a little more intense, high, you know, in action and 
uh, they're given awards for the bubble and, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they created these little mini tournaments within, you know, within the game and they, they got a play in game in the West. Now that nine's got to play eight and if eight wins, they're in as the number eight seed, which is Portland right now. And if number nine wins, then they got to play an elimination game. So it's, you know, something a little bit different. And I think it, uh, I don't know, from a fan's perspective, I think it's, it's cool. It's different. Well, I know Vance isn't watching any basketball, but I have been enjoying the basketball. It has been really, like you said, competitive for the most part. Even, you know, teams seems like teams have something to play for, not just yeah. sitting there like the first month of the season. You're kind of just going through the motions. It's like, wow, this could really be something. And no, I think there's a lot, obviously it comes down to money, but I think there's a lot to shortening seasons in, in NBA and, and baseball too. We'll see how it goes with that schedule. but. Shortening the season really does provide games that uh, are more impactful and, and more meaningful and sense of urgency. So yeah. I think that's been enjoyable, and at least the way I've been viewing it. And the NBA bubble has worked. I'm, it's pretty pretty impressive. It seems like they're doing pretty well and keeping people related. Like you said, unlike baseball, which you're getting breakouts, and although it's still just individually amongst teams, I, I mean, once once one person gets it, I think it's going to pass through. Yeah, game over. But I mean, like basketball, like it's it's been great, and they've kind of made a mini tournament within the tournament. I love what hockey did, and then hockey had the I think it was the bottom twelve seeds um, kind of play uh, best of five series, and the top four seeds were pretty much guaranteed, and they just played a round robin to see who, what the seeding would be. Uh, and those series were super competitive, and uh, and you know now that they're in the I'll call it the first round or the second round, whatever you want to call it, but the normal, you know, where you got eight seeds. Uh, these games are, are good and, and these guys want it. And it's, it's cool to see them all kind of play back to back in the same venue too. So it's in, it, and, and hockey's had fun with no fans, you know, on the, on the, you know, the Megatron or the, the billboards after the game, you know, they're saying, Hey, you know, safe travels from your couch to the bedroom or whatever, you know, they're just enjoying it. And so it's funny to watch that. Um, but uh, you know, kudos to both the, the NHL and the NBA for making it fun and exciting after you know a three, four month layoff, whatever it ended up being. And uh, we'll see what happens. But you know, obviously, this is going to eat into the uh, 2020, 2021 season uh, since it only starts September, October, and you know, most of these are going to wrap up in September. Um, so you know, it's it'll be interesting to see what what these sports look like in in the upcoming years. So they're not just going to run it back. I don't think they can. Uh, there's got to be something with the, uh, the collective bargaining. That yeah, there's got to be an off season. Yeah. Um, what if you make multiple seasons, like instead of split the seasons into into two? So you call this like season A, and then there's season B. Mm-hmm. Actually, the it's another that's short, what short the, uh, season. The Mexican Pacific League, the baseball league, did that um, the past couple years. I think they had like a first almost like a first half championship and second half championship but you know you win and then there's a tournament on both ends and, and at the end no, i think i you know i i like what all the leagues are doing honestly they're trying to make it fun and, and create fan engagement even if you look at baseball and while you know some teams have been shut down for a week or two weeks in the case of the cardinals it's cool you know being a fan of of a team in the west they're only playing those you know opponents in your west division and then your interleague so it's like 
all the teams that you have those rivalries with or the in-state rivalries or something. It's it's great to see those. And, and they're, I think they're a little more competitive. And the guys know that there's only 60 games. There's no room for error. And I know we talked about it. You know, at the beginning, which teams could you know catch fire and upset a you know a favorite in the division or whatever, and you're kind of seeing that right now with some of these younger teams are are here to play. You know, you look at the Marlins, and while they got you know uh, a case of, of coronavirus and shut down for a week, they're competitive. These guys are hungry; they want to play. Vance's um, Vance's Reds are looking good and playing well, minus today. Um, Padres I noticed that the, the A's are way out in front in the West. Yeah, that's pretty pretty. That's a big lead early on, or you know, in a season that's not that long. Because we got the whistleblower, a little advantage. But yeah, it's you know, it's it's cool what they're doing, and, and we'll see what the playoffs look like. But I think you know these guys are hungry, and um, while there have been some injuries and and people just disappearing or or, or not wanting to play. What's interesting to me is Nick Marquez coming back. He he opted out, at the, you know, before, and then all of a sudden he just made his return. You know, ten fifteen games in. Why was the opt out if you know we had these two outbreaks with with teams that were actually in in his division or you know in, in very close geographical regions? Um, what prompted him to come back? Got to get that service time, baby. Just like uh, Marcus Stroman getting the getting the MLB on the reverse. Uh, what they do to guys every year and they've been doing it again this year, you know, holding down, hold down the young players so that they can get uh, an extra year or less service time so they can get an extra year on their contract. Right. So Stroman yeah. comes in. I don't think he even, I don't even know if he threw any pitches. He might've pitched one game, hurt himself. And then it was working his way back and is like, Oh, I hit my, hit my limit. I'm, I'm out, you know, hit my limit for the, the minimum, Required games, yeah. I can get my to service get time, and and I'm out. That's funny. So I was a, now he's a free agent, right? Because he hit his minimum. So that's that was pretty interesting. It wasn't even something I thought I would. I didn't even know they had a minimum for that, but I, I thought I wasn't sure that we'd see that. But that's really the reverse, and teams can't be mad about that because they're doing it again. You know, the Angels just happened to call up Joe Adele. What was he smashing in the minors or something? Yeah, you know. Um, all these young guys you know, getting called up like they were killing the minors, and obviously they're not playing at all. Well, he's given up home runs in the outfield. That's a pretty <laughs> unique stat. Yeah. So is that what it's they... What, so what is the... Did they modify the rule this year, or is it just... No, it's still prorated service time. So so they're just saving the few games or whatever. Two points. Yeah, so that's why they're up so early in the season because usually it's oh right, know, right, right. Usually like ten games equals uh, ten games equals thirty or whatever. Yeah, pretty 40, much. Whatever. Right, two point seven multiplier. Yeah, so you, so ten games here, like you you feel like the season just started, and you're like, oh, they're calling a guy up, but that's you know an extra year of service time if you know if they don't hit that super two number, which is why you do it. If someone's up from day one, they're in a full year of service time. The next year, they're in a full year. They end up being that super two, so they're going to arbitration a year earlier. It's interesting, and they're free agent a year earlier as a result. So, Chris, you're right. I haven't been watching basketball. I don't think I've. I know I haven't seen a single game, but I have heard that my uh, my Phoenix Suns out here are doing pretty well. Yeah, they've lost in the bubble. Eight no. Yeah. Yeah. Booker, now eight, no? Booker is seven, on no. fire. They were they played today. Book, they won. Book's MVP, right? Yeah, he the, has to be the bubble MVP by far. Yeah, um, I think so. Uh, well, Dame Lillard has been freaking phenomenal too, but I think Booker gets it. So, 
Um, yeah, it's fascinating. Guys, so you up. pull you pull book away from the tender and oh no, uh, Dominic Kendall's there. Oh, Kendall's in she's, it. She's been uh, she's been traveling with it and stuff. So, what was that whole thing with their with their whole like? Wasn't there like an Instagram or Facebook thing going on? Like, what was that whole? That was before the before the bubble. I think they were yeah, yeah, I got got on a trip or something. Yeah, they took a road trip from uh, LA to to Phoenix. Got it. You know, explore the canyons. So they've been dating. I I don't even know that. So it. (laughs) So she's in the bubble. I don't think she's in the bubble, but uh, but back and forth. Yeah. So Kendall's allowed to go out and then come back and bring in all the the corona or what? I, I don't know. Yeah, how does that work? I don't know how it works. Maybe she's not in the bubble, but uh, she helped him get there. So <laughs> it's only been two weeks. So I mean, once now, they're in, are they in or? Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Lou Will, right? Lou Will got excused for a, a, a funeral and went to a strip club chicken to wings? get chicken wings to go um, and got you know got chastised for it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're allowed to leave, but then they have to kind of quarantine. Well, so back in. And they yeah, when you leave, you come back and you have a tests. short, yeah, you have a short quarantine, have a couple of negative tests. So it is a, they do have a protocol in place, which is fair. There's been a few guys who have left for different reasons, personal reasons. And then they come back and they just have to wait, kind of wait it out. So I think they're doing that pretty well and handling it pretty well. Is, is there a gap between the end of the bubble season and the postseason? Like, can they leave and come back? Or no, are they it's going to, yeah, it's going to roll. It's going straight. I think the season ends on Friday or Saturday. Um, and they're basically going at it right after. No time to spare. Time's money. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, the, the, what do you, so I think basketball and hockey got it right with the bubbles. Baseball clearly has not, but after seeing what the Marlins went through and, and they were shut down for a week, the Cardinals, I think were shut down for the better part of two weeks. Um, and then now this week, uh, uh, two Cleveland Indians, um, Mike Clevenger and, um, uh, what's his name? Zach Plesak, uh went out with friends in Chicago. According to Plesak, they were all doing the socially responsible thing. They were keeping their distance. They were not, you know, getting crazy. There was no more than eight of them. They went back to a buddy's place, but yet they're getting destroyed across the media and even by their own teammates and, and players around the league. And so, where does the league draw the line as to what these players can and cannot do? Obviously, Miami and St. Louis set an example of what not to do, but where are they drawing the line with this? Like, you know, are you completely, you know, prohibited from going anywhere when you're on the road or even at home? Do you think that we can even say right now that baseball has been unsuccessful? I I still think it's too early. Yeah, the Marlins had an outbreak and the Cardinals have had an outbreak, but I don't think the the Cardinals was caught probably early enough, just games were canceled. But I don't think that that ultimately means that it's, you know, that it's been a, not a success. I don't think it's it's unsuccessful. I don't think it was just handled properly. I think there was a different way to go about it. I don't think that part of it was handled in the way that it could have been or should have been. Um, I, I guess they could have agreed to raid Old Town Scottsdale, but they decided not to. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's hard. 
you know, I think we talked about before, but these guys want to go out and enjoy themselves and, you know, they're doing what they love to do by playing a sport. Um, but you know, part of, part of that job comes with travel and, you know, going out and whatever, or you, or you don't want to be in the ballpark all day. You don't want to be in a hotel all day. And, you know, I think the younger guys just, they want to get out and enjoy themselves and not, uh, not be confined. So, well, and I also think they didn't want to play all the games on in minor, like on these minor league fields and that aren't, I mean, they're fine, but they're not the same. I mean, I don't know how you feel about that, Chris. And then, and then not being, um, you know, there's so many of them. Like how many people are on a, they're, I mean, are there, those rosters are bigger, right? Than they're at 30. I mean, they're supposed to be come back to 25 and then. Well, well what is, what is, what is a stuff. hockey, what does a hockey roster look like? Uh, like 20, like 20, 25 at the most. 25 sounds high. It's you that really got four lines of five. Colin. They have these little, they have these and little tiny a, benches. How do they all fit? 20, maybe 22. <laughs> I don't know. It's not that big. 22 sounds like the MLB rosters started at 30. They lowered them to 28 and I think they're going to keep them at 28 which is interesting, but yeah, there's just a lot of people. And that also, then they also have three people that are, I guess, traveling on the taxi squad with the team. Yeah. Because they're trying to keep that separate from the, the uh, training locales. So, so they got, they got like 45 people or, or so like when coaches and staff and things bigger than that. More than that. I, I would say like 50 to yeah, probably 50 to, I, I don't, although I think some of the, um, like broadcasters are actually broadcasting remotely on some of these games. As yeah, well. they're staying home. I know. I, I know Blummer. I, I know yeah. Blummer's staying home. But I know, yeah. like, like uh, or, Oral and, and Dodger guys are, are with them. They're not at home. So, um, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's. I also heard that umpires are traveling with the players, which is That's pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah. You gotta walk back to the bathroom on the flight, and the hey man. Did you, you see? Watch, watch some video of that call you made tonight. <laughs> that, was, that was terrible. Which which manager got tossed? Was it the Pirates manager that got tossed? And he ran over and he put his mask on and two were standing. I don't know. They weren't standing six feet apart, but maybe like two feet apart trying to yell at each other with masks on. It's pretty funny. Like, come on. I mean, not everybody can be Ramon Laureano and charge an entire fucking bench, but. <laughs> that was um, a good plan. He had a good plan. Yeah, we got what six games for that charging. It got reduced. Didn't it get? I one thing that one thing that I I saw was I was watching a game the other day and there was a, an umpire that I had recognized who was not not very good at the time and somehow is, is in the big leagues. Um, I believe it's Ramon, but he, he it seemed like he couldn't see over his mask over like the the COVID mask. <laughs> and they're the guys were kind of calling him on it like hey man like what you know that's that's not even you just called that one down you know this one's over to the side i mean it was it was a pretty brutal brutal zone and you know you just kind of sitting looking around like i don't know what i'm supposed to do here um but so like you're gonna get on the plane with that guy and bring up some pictures and and video you know which is like rule number one is you, you never can't ever be referencing pictures and video but I, I know the guy it, nowadays with technology i'd be bringing my phone down the aisle on on big screen with the picture of the the strike zone you know 
here's the box outside of the box. <laughs> see, see this box? <laughs> this is the strike zone. Here, we'll even do the 3D angle. You want the whole slice here. It, it, but like when you, when, you know, you're wearing a mask and you look down, you kind of, kind of does. Yeah, you can't see it. Yeah. Like blur your vision a little bit. So I, I don't know if that, if that is an excuse or anything, but it, it, it was interesting. And uh, so, uh, Angel Sanchez had a bad, bad game calling. I think that's the eight, one bad game. Well, I mean, but he literally <laughs> just got like blasted for whatever. I think, one I think that's games. the career. I think it's just a bad career yeah. at this point. Yeah. Good new homes. If, if I know the name, you mean, of the you mean Angel Hernandez, by the way. Yeah, Angel yes. Hernandez. Angel, Angel Sanchez, Angel Sanchez was, was that short baseball. pitcher that we grew up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a guy that we all played against, right? Yeah, if you know that, that, that's true. If you know the umpire's name, you know that he's wrong. not very good. Yeah, um, I might know a few names of, of guys that are okay, but like, yeah, if you know his name in your life, that's bad. Like a good umpire, you, you don't know his name, right? Yeah, yeah, he's Angel Hernandez is pretty poor. <laughs> And he, and he accuses, uh, he makes claims that they're discriminating against them. No, call, call a good game and don't worry about it. Do your job, yeah. man. The Belichick yeah. method, do your job. Yeah, do your job and everything else will take care of itself, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the other two sports that I kind of want to talk about with how they're responding to things, one is college football. Uh, and this week, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 announced that they're postponing their fall seasons and hoping to play in the spring of 2021. Um, and it, what's funny is like in the big 10, I think Nebraska and Iowa were against it, but the other schools were for it. And I was thinking Harbaugh just probably didn't want to play it uh, against Ohio state. Yeah, did you hear what happened on their conference call with him <laughs> no, and, and uh, what's the guy's Ryan day? Yeah. Um, Harbaugh said something about, Ohio State cheating and, and Ryan Day just got on the phone and was like, you worry about your team and I'll worry about my team. Like, just enough. <laughs> like, um, Don't talk to your daddy like that, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, uh, poor Harbaugh. But yeah, so college football, um, you know, do they play? It's like, you know, I think when, when coronavirus first hit, like I think Clemson came out and they had like 21 football players already getting hit with it. Um, and so, you know, what do these programs do? I think, you know, the Big 12, the SEC, I think those schools want to play. Um, so how do you how do you have a season? How does this impact draft and eligibility and all that kind of stuff? I know they were changing red shirts and stuff based on all this stuff, but it's just going to throw a huge wrinkle in, in everything that these guys are doing, especially the first year that they're eligible to make some money and with their name and likeness. The, uh, the ACC said they're going to play too, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the only two right now that have canceled out of the Big Five are those two, and and I don't, I don't know what it becomes. Um, and I, well, so I, I don't mean, understand the fact that they said, okay, you you're going to be back on campus at school, and you can practice twenty hours a week. So I'm going to go to practice for twenty hours a week, and I'm not going to play a game. What's the what's the sense in that? Like you're yeah. still around, you're still around the same amount of people. I guess you're around the same the same people and not around different people, but but most campuses are closed, right, for the fall, or is that just out here? I think those campuses are closed. So, but the guys will be on like the sports 
that be allowed are there, campus. they they could be on campus. Oh, they'll Got probably it. just be doing the online classes still, but that wouldn't be any. It's probably no different than like other schools in the SEC or anything. Yeah. So, so what would be the point of? So what are they? What are they protecting the players from? I, I guess by you know by by not playing. I mean, I get like obviously the obvious answer is coronavirus, but um, they're going to continue to live their lives and make choices at home that may or may not. They may be safer where they are and going to practice and playing in a controlled environment than they are doing whatever the heck they want back at home. I mean, you make people make choices. And if you choose to go to school and you choose to play and then you choose, you choose to stay there. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what they're, I don't know, understand what they're solving by, by not, by not playing. Is it just to like relieve themselves of any potential like liability? Is that what, is that what they're worried about? The schools? I think that is what they're worried about. But I, what you're trying to say is they're, trying to relieve themselves of getting the virus through another team playing another team. If it's just them playing the same team, you can just say, Oh, well, so-and-so went home and broke the rules and saw somebody who had it and brought it back. And then it's, then it's just on kind of on them. You're not playing. Right. But is it really about that? Or do you think it's monetary at this point? Right. Some of these schools make like billions of dollars playing football, especially from football and whether it's broadcast license or, or just, product licensing they're making so much money and are they going to give it all up for this like some of those schools all they have is a football team you know all their other stuff doesn't doesn't exist doesn't make them money so it's you know well well and a large amount of these kids all they have is football like all they have is football in college um and the potential of making you know making money and maybe that's still you know and maybe that you know still is available to them in in a year but i mean to me, it's making the decision to play football is I, I don't really think the worst thing that can happen to you during a football game is somehow getting an illness that you're going to recover from. Um, there's a lot of other things that can happen. I mean, they're taking a risk, I guess, every day to play you know, a sport that, that they love and think that they can make um you know, can make their livelihood, some of them can make, you know, quite a bit of money playing. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's kind of, I guess that's my thing is like, aren't you already kind of, you know, you're playing a pretty dangerous athletic sport. I mean, I guess you throw that into the mix, but how, how much transmission is actually happening outside during these, during these games? I mean, I guess maybe it could be a lot. I mean, no one's really, no one's really seen it. I mean, I could make an argument that hockey kind of has a similar I mean, there's some contact there. Nothing like football, but I mean, I feel like they could get through. I feel like they could at least, you know, try to play. Yeah, I think they're bubbled, or they're you know, not, not necessarily you know, as strict of bubbles as what we've seen with basketball and, and uh, hockey. But if they if they're on campus and that's all they are, and you're literally just traveling for the games and you know coming to and fro, I think you know, I think there's a a, a decent chance for that. It does make sense. So what's what do we think about the difference with the guys uh, that you mentioned earlier, Lisa and Clevenger? They were out and then they got outed. Is that and Jason you brought up earlier, but we were talking about the the snitch factor and how that works and 
how that's going to be part of. Well, I think that's what the NFL is waiting for, right? Is, Pol- is, is for Policing by stuff. snitching. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, it, 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 it depends. Like, Police Act, Clevenger, some of these other guys even come out and said, like, hey, yeah, I'll wear a, a mask when I'm walking to and from, but I'm not wearing a mask when I'm out or something like that because I'm just going to enjoy myself. Like, I'm not letting this stop me, but then you might have somebody on your team who is high risk, a diabetic, whatever, you know, might have all these other hip health issues or their family has health issues and they just don't want to be exposed to it. So you kind of get both sides to it. Um, and it, it, I think it has created some divide. I mean, Adam Plutko came out and kind of trashed uh, police act for what they were doing. And it's like, you know, it should, should they be held accountable? And, and, you know, they were sent home, they're gone for a week or whatever, but you know, what does that do? Like, Hey, I don't have to play for a week. I'm saving my body less wear and tear. I don't have to worry about some of this stuff versus just let me live my life. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm being responsible. It doesn't mean that I'm going to go get coronavirus because I'm doing X, Y, and Z outside of the team hotel or, you know, my house. Right. But you're saying, you're saying that they are the ones who are self-ascribing to being responsible. So everybody's responsible is, is different, right? Like you said, yeah. I know Frank has had some issue with it. <laughs> I know, right? That's above kangaroo court. But there's got to be some <laughs> level of agreement amongst the team that this is okay, I think. And whether it is or isn't, everybody's in a different place, right? So that was what one of our discussions was about the beginning. Everybody's in a different place, how they view it, what your personal situation is. You know, you have a family. Are you have anybody who's high risk? And everybody's different so you know actually this is a little bit outside of the the sports spectrum but it, it applies i i read a interesting article about a i think it was a, by a, a psychologist who was talking about part of the reason is that you're that you have the, these issues is that you're letting people decide for themselves what's appropriate rather than telling people what's appropriate one one way or another but everybody's level of appropriate is a different level of appropriate so when when you have to go out and make that decision that everybody's at a different level right i think that really separates it whereas if you just really lock down and put specific rules in place there's not people might not like it but it's not as much questions and i'm talking in the sports environment where you can do that and say hey if you want to get paid you, you can't yeah. do this or can't do x y and z well, and you have to do x a b and c and and that's assuming that the rules are in line with like the the most strict viewpoint as well like if you came out with pretty lax rule like it you're still gonna have people that don't think that's enough right so you've got in that circumstance by that psychologist, you're going to have to take a pretty hard line and draw some pretty like, you know, not to the complete max, but you're going to have, you're going to have most, the majority needs to agree that that is strict enough. Correct. Yeah. But what are they, it's, it's such that's an I mean. open that's even, thing. Yeah. That's, that's still hard to come up with because you're going to have disagreement around mm-hmm. unless you, like I said, unless you, do it as strict as whatever the most strict person or most strict group 
requires, you're not going to, you're not going to fulfill enough with that, by that theory. I mean, I, I don't know. That's my opinion. Yeah. Cause you think it, you're, covering, just, you're covering all the, the whole spectrum, but that doesn't mean everybody right. has to, uh, has to do it. If you're saying the most strict is somebody who's high risk themselves, you can't make the yeah, whole, but, you know, the whole team doesn't but have if to you tell, I mean, it, but if but if you are going to tell everybody what that that's what they need to do, like if you are going to set their if you are going to set the if you're going to set the bar at a certain point, that bar has to be pretty strict in order to encompass what everybody's going to want, and then you're going to have to bring everybody to that level if you don't want to give them a choice. But the alternative is giving them a choice, and then you got a bunch of different interpretations of what is right and what is appropriate. So either way, you're going to be dealing with a problem. Like it's, it's, this is all, it's all a mess. Like, I don't really think there is a right answer. Well, what happens if you get, uh, yeah, like I, everybody's going to bend the rules, right? Yeah. Or everybody's going to try to bend the rules. That's why the NBA, you know, has the anti-tender rule or whatever. But like as, as a baseball player where you have looser restrictions, if you do want to go, you know, you're in Philadelphia and you want to go eat at your favorite restaurant, what's prohibiting you from doing that? Why can't you do that? Because team rules say you're supposed to stay in your hotel and there's a curfew. It's like you you need to eat, right? Like you can't go get a meal, even if you're well, wearing like a saying, mask or doing whatever you need to do. Well, and that's like saying the government is allowing me to do this. It's legal for me to do this, so I'm going to do it. Like what? I, and I understand the whole thing with the place of employment um, theory, like the MLB can dictate what is appropriate um, because they are the, or the actually probably ownership could dictate to their employees what is appropriate um, team by team, theoretically. I mean, to an like extent, other because it's going to be governed by the collective bargaining Right, just like, just like my organization, like my organization that I work for could come up with a very strict protocol for what we expect from our employees that differs from what is a, like approved by local or the federal government. Um, but that doesn't mean what they're doing is illegal. It just means we could, we could take, you know, we could fire them. And I, it's all kind of up for interpretation, no matter how, no matter how you look at it. Cause then you got to follow through. Yeah. Like, if, Mike, if, if Mike Trout breaks protocol, it's like, uh, okay. Well, the cool. Seahawks did that today, right? They cut their cornerback because he, uh, dressed a female up as a potential team employee and, uh, they caught him on video and he was released shortly thereafter. But you know, what, what lengths so what are people going to go to do this? What, what, what if Russ did that? They cut him. Is it a double standard? I don't know. Oh, 100%. It? Yeah, it's double standard. Yeah, you, if Russ did it, no, it's slap on the wrist. But that's just what, what you got to deal with. You got to know, you got to know your role. He should, he should know that he's not, he's, he's not, uh, irreplaceable. You break the rules, you're fired. Yeah. He's not irreplaceable, basically. Other, some guys are irreplaceable. But so does that put a guy like Russ or, or, you know, the, the superstars of each of these teams on a, a different pedestal? And, what if they decide not to follow the rules? So, so shouldn't that piss off the union? 
Well, I think the unions protected the players regardless, right? They're going to have the players well, back. That's what I mean. Like the unions usually push back against this double standard nonsense. Like you're not supposed to be able to treat one member of the union different than another union brother. So what what is it there for? Yeah, it probably would be the union is probably fighting it, but it also yeah. probably depends on what the rules are. If the rules are, hey, you can't do this, and he's breaking the rule, yeah. the, he, broke, he broke the rule. They, they only have so much. They're only going to argue so much. What rule did he break? He brought somebody to the team hotel. That's not personnel. Because, like, how you know? How are they going to? They still have to travel. They still have to do all this stuff. And and like we said earlier, football is a, a much bigger team. You're you know you're traveling with probably upwards of seventy five people, eighty people. Um, you can tell eighty people to don't move. Sit in your room. The case demic. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting that the I, what it comes down to for me is basketball has been pretty impressive and they've controlled it. There's just way less people to control for for the sh- very short period of time too. Right. So I think that's okay. been the the takeaway that I've had, and I, I'm excited that the sports are back anyway, and we can watch some watch some games. Let's yeah, have just- those fantasy. Let's get those fantasy drafts going. Seriously. And there's no preseason yeah. games, so that'll be interesting too. That's gonna change in the, in the NFL. There's no preseason. So what does that do? Um, you know, it's what the players have wanted, or at least they've wanted the reduced uh number of games. So we'll see how they kinda all start out and if if there are more injuries or not, because um, you know, they're not necessarily in game shape or game ready. So that'll be interesting. So- so does this impact your fantasy football draft strategy? Are you drafting people on all different teams? You can't have guys on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins it. You can't have the quarterback and receiver on the same team. Like you know, they can't. They, they both go out. Why not? Then they'll both be on. They'll both be on the uh, injured injured list, and then I'll I'll pick up a quarterback and a wide receiver on another team. So I guess this is another question. So like, what happens? So you pick. You draft a, uh, I don't even know who handcuffs are anymore. So you draft a starting running back and you draft his backup running back, but the whole room gets the coronavirus. So then you're just screwed. You're just like, ah, I don't know who to, I guess I got to start someone at running back. So you just pick someone up. I don't want to get, I don't want to give away any secrets, but I would, my guess would be that if the starting running back has the virus, other people do too. And that team probably is not playing that week. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a secret. So the handcuff is probably worthless. <laughs> that's why you draft Randy. Not so anymore. Not a secret anymore. So, so, so this year the handcuff is worthless. <laughs> if your if your handcuff is for the purpose of the coronavirus, yeah. so but yeah. odds are odds are probably on starting running back gets injured more than starting. There's gonna be a lot of bl- blown hammies. You're gonna just see people coming up lame. I think that's. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And more more injuries, so there's odds so that maybe, puts you more, more towards a handcuff. Maybe the handcuff is real this year. Maybe, but there's also more timeshare too, probably. Well, it's going to take longer for guys to get into game shape, so I think at the beginning of the season you're going to see a lot more of, of sharing. Um, and yeah. What do you think of... Uh, do any of you guys got these cardboard cutouts that uh, we've seen at some of the games? Or uh, have you been a virtual fan? Have you emailed any of these teams to get on the, the virtual fan at the basketball games or whatever? You know, sit in the shack. And... I got to do podcasts. <laughs> no, I, I do want, I'd love to have a cutout, though. How do I get one? 
Uh, I think Dodgers are selling them. It's like 150 bucks for the regular seats and 300 for the uh, dugout club. I actually really enjoyed look, watching the Rockies game the other day, and I should have. We should have had a competition who can name the most because they had ex players behind. Yeah, for all it looked like in all of the right behind home plate, I guess spanning from dugout to dugout, like three to four rows, and they had some had some guys in there, you know, Hall of Famers, then pl- players that you would like recognize and Rockies players only. Larry Walker. Yeah, Larry Walker's in there. Dante He's probably, Bichette, you know, prime. Todd Helton? Helton. I, I didn't I I saw Walt Weiss in there. Um yeah, I mean I saw I saw uh Brian Fuentes in there. Oh god. I mean there Mike was Hansen? he probably was in there. There's a lot of guys. I mean, think about it, the Rockies are not that old of a team, but there was twenty five years, right? They came in what, ninety four? Right. Probably Vinny Castilla. Jeez. It was actually a cool setup and could play to name that Rocky, I guess. I still have, my grandpa gave these to me, I still have Dodgers tickets from their first series with the Marlins and the Rockies. Don't ask me why I have the tickets, but we went to those games and still have them. And I still have all the remaining tickets from the 94 strike season uh, that went unplayed. I don't know why, but I got them. I guess it's my memory of my grandpa. If you had the opportunity right now, would you go to a game, any game, at any stadium, assuming that they were allowing fans? And you, it's not like you'd be the only one there. You'd be there with some limited capacity. Are you going? Sure. <laughs> I'm probably a little bit away, but depending on the limited, depending on how limited the capacity is, the more limited, the more likely I'd be able to go. But also, we're, I mean, you can't take an Uber to the game anymore. In California, so that's going to be out too. You know? Yeah, that would be more of a deterrent to me than the than the coronavirus. But like, Jer- give me a box. Give me a box. I'll go. No yeah. problem. Jerry Jones says that they're going to have fans at all the games, and they're not limiting capacity. I mean, who wants to go to a Cowboys game? But so Texas is just saying, "F it, we're gonna we're gonna watch these things live." Yeah, I think because UT is letting people watch. I think what did they say, fifty percent. Capacity? I don't know that. But Something even, like fifty uh, percent. Um, the Indians are about to start getting fans for baseball. Does that, or not the Indians, the Reds, uh, Cincinnati is? Do you think that gives them an advantage if they are able to get? Because right now it's pretty neutral in, in the games. Like the you know the fake crowd noise is kind of irritating and and what they're doing. But uh, do you think having fans gives them an advantage, even if it's limited fans? For a quote unquote home field, I don't know how much it helps in baseball, anyways. But I think the Astros would be getting crushed anyway. People would just be dominating the Astros. The interesting thing about baseball is you can hear people talk now, and you can hear stuff coming from the dugout, and hear Zach Greinke yelling out what sign he's pitching with. (laughs) Um, I I like, but that's why I like the Ramon Laureano thing. Class act, man. Class guy, right there. I like. I love yeah, contact. class act on a non-classy team. <laughs> um, I mean, that's why the Loriano thing, like you can hear them clearly, clear as day from the dugout, or you can hear Dusty Baker yelling MF or at people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why it's interesting just to hit the sounds of the game that it picks up that normally wouldn't barely be heard or, or do you think, do you think the giants all. did it right with the Astros? And instead of having their pitchers throw out the hitters, they were just having their fielders throw out the base runners. 
I don't know if the Giants are doing much baseball this year. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That was a, a different clever way to not get suspended for throwing at it. I mean, obviously you want to try and get the guy out, but um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that wasn't intentional. It wasn't neither was, intentional. Neither was Joe Kelly's fastball, right? He fucking broke his own window at his house. Who says he's throwing up Bregman? Joe Kelly's a terrible human. It just slipped. He's standing up for standing like, up for baseball since uh, Manfred didn't want to. Someone's got to handle like I it. Said, like I said, he was a member of the Red Sox the following season. Yeah, I think that what there's still two speak more games up, between the Dodgers and the Astros. We'll between see. the Dodgers and the Astros, you think there's yeah. more to come? There's still two more games. Oh, well, they got to go to they got to go to LA like at the end of the year, right? Yeah, maybe there'll be fans then. Probably not. Not in LA. And they'll be the LA. Yeah, to be in not stage in LA. Four. <laughs> We're so far from that. It's not even close. Well, I'm sure the Astros will handle it well, whatever it is. Because they're a class act. Because they're taking the high road. What do you? But if like everybody's having fun with it. I mean, right? The, the the Yankees and the Red Sox came out for the national anthem with trash cans. They're playing oh, each other, and they're not even playing the Astros. They're just playing each other, and they came out with trash cans. I didn't see that. But, yeah. Was Boston trying to, like, make light of the fact that they didn't do the same thing? Well, they just suck now. Take away their, their, their manager. and Did shit. they do the same thing? Or I know they, got, they were doing something, but what were they actually doing? I don't know. Coronavirus ended the investigation. <laughs> it, they kind of got swept under the rug, huh? Yeah. 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 Like everybody said when the Astros punishment came out that the car, uh, that the, um, the Red Sox was going to be worse because Cora was such an integral part of it and, and he moved over and all that kind of stuff. And when Astros punishment came out, it was like, okay. And a lot of people were griping about it. And then literally nobody said anything about the Red Sox. Like it, it, it did get swept under the rug. It was all for show. They did what they need. They did the minimum that they needed to do and got past it. And yeah. now they just don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sure that, you know, they, baseball essentially probably didn't even want it to be brought up in the first place. Yeah, probably not. Like, it's just kind of a black guy. It's like, you don't even want it. You don't even want the topic of conversation anymore. Yeah, Maybe so, should let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame and then you can. I don't care. Sure. <laughs> I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Once, once gambling is legal in all these states and DraftKings is uh, just being pumped left and right, um, if you can bet on the game at the game, is it what's illegal about it, right? Like, I should sell my DraftKings stock based on the fact that I can't even set a damn DraftKings lineup because their customer service is awful. Such horse crap. They're trying to abide by all the, all the state laws and you're crossing state lines back and forth. You're really throwing them for them. <laughs> no, I don't trust you. That's not it. That is not it. Are you VPNing in or what, what's going on? We'll talk, we'll talk about your DraftKings lineups next time and we can get into uh, trying to win a win a tournament. Jason's getting close. That's right, man. I came in second. Second at my $33 hockey entry yesterday. But that's all right. Cost me 500 yeah, bucks. Man. One goal. Difference. My goalie gave up one bullshit extra goal. That was the difference. If you guys subscribe, you can get uh, you know Jason's tips. 
<laughs> we'll start every <laughs> podcast. We will start every podcast out. Hey, get some uh, subscribers. Jason's tips. Hockey, Who do you need? The hockey. And my hockey lineups are en fuego. Can't do anything else. The, the niche lineups Jason's got for you: small slate hockey, small slate hockey, <laughs> and we can talk golf. Not not major golf, but just regular golf. Get our golf. six guys in there. We can talk golf. I can give you plenty of golf insight to golf and set you a losing. All right, we, we can get a golf lineup in next. You know, the golf's a good one because you don't have to be right on prime time. Like Jason's going to have for short slate hockey. You got to tune in right at the right time. Golf, we can at least talk about on a on a Tuesday for the Thursday start. Yeah. So my 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 golf pick for this week, which what the hell is today? Tuesday. Sorry, today. I don't even know. Today's Thursday. I don't even know. How, Today's Thursday. I don't even know how he. I don't know how he did. I don't, maybe I don't want to say it. So no, you gotta tell us. My guy this week was. Why don't you tell me before you look it up and pick the first guy on the leaderboard? It was my boy uh, Kevin Kisner, my barstool sports contributor. Okay. Deion Sanders Kiz. for the four play pod, and Kiz is in tied for sixty seven. Solid. Is that all you got to do? Can't win if you don't make the cut. Yeah, he's gonna he make shot, the cut. He shot one under today, which the leader was eight under somehow. That's close. We got we got three guys at eight under. Varner, your uh, your boy, Jason. Yeah, Varner didn't do so hot last week, but glad to see he's doing well this week. Oh, and and Harris English. Oh, even under. better. He got cut last week, and uh, <laughs> he, is now he made the Harris English made the cut. Okay, I had one guy that didn't make the cut. It wasn't Harris. I should have picked Harris this week. That was a mistake. I haven't picked him yet. That would have been a better pick. I got I got caught up in the Barstool Sports thing with kids. Which, by the way, if you want to watch a great, uh, a great podcast or podcast, if you want to watch a great YouTube thing, just look up Kevin Kisner and I think it's Barstool Sports Golf or whatever. It's hilarious. Ke- Kisner is funny. He's a funny fucker. I'll have to look into it. I haven't heard him um, ever. Before. I mean, some of them, it's like long form, like they'll play like these, they'll play at his, he's still a member of a country club and it'll, he'll go home and play with like his buddies that have some like golf part of like Barstool. I think it's Barstool. Oh, is and, that when uh, they're playing golf? They're playing and they're. Yeah, they're of, playing yeah. and they're, they're okay. like the, the best one that I've just watched was like he played against a, a four man scramble and it's it's fucking hilarious because he just talks shit about him the whole time. So it's him against a four man scramble of a people that are probably between like, I don't know, like a 10 and a 20, which yeah. they should just kick his ass. And and he just, you know, he battle he loses at the end, like, uh, you know, spoiler. But the fact that it's so close is crazy. But that's, I mean, those guys live for that stuff, right? They got their Wednesday programs all the time. I remember watching Chapel and, oh, it's exciting. and talk shit about every guy in his foursome. But, you know, this guy shanked, whatever, and, and they just The beginning of it is so funny. He's trying to help these guys. Like, he's trying to help with their chipping and putting. It's freaking hilarious. It's it's just the shit he said. I mean, it's just like the under-the-breath stuff that you get to hear, like the way these guys just needle each other. Yeah, They're Chris, how, how would you like it if, if, if you know, every – Every Monday of your baseball season, you had to go out there and instead of playing with the All Stars, you got you know five guys you from got, a local beer league that came. You got to play with you. us. 
what what goes through your mind there? I don't know. I think I think golf's a little different because they those guys are so serious on the like in their round. I don't know that during the that's probably like a B, regular BP or like regular baseball. You know, yeah, you're serious. Of course, you're serious and trying during the game, but there's a lot of downtime there that you're joking around. I don't ever, I could be wrong. I don't see those guys on the course joking around as much in the middle of the round. You know, I guess you, baseball, you fail so much more. You can, you can laugh at, walk back to the dugout and laugh at swinging at the ball that bounced in front of the plate because you're going to come back and get another shot later in the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in golf, they're pretty loose. I think it just, you just play with so many different people all the time that, you know, you're trying to, I think they're just trying to respect whoever they're playing with, but if they know them pretty well, like they'll fuck around. Yeah. But, or, but like golf, a tiger. golf, don't play with golf tiger. is, yeah, I mean, golf is weird. Like guys, people are weird about their golf. Like even me, like when, even when like I go out and play with somebody, like I join a group or something I never played with before. It's like, you just, you don't really know like how people would react and you're you know people are i guess inherently like nice and concerned about other people unless you're patrick reed then you don't give a fuck but you wouldn't join a foursome and then as soon as they shit on them be like shank (laughs) (laughs) that would be me i would totally do that oh just a bit right oh that was pretty bad Uh, i mean who who eggs on your best friend to hope that his fantasy kicker shanks a field goal um (laughs) from the other room uh, when you're playing him in a just a regular regular season game with no no meaning, but yeah, that I, was Brad. That was Brad. Right? That. Yeah, that almost, that almost that almost created a fight. Yeah. Done done that. Um, <laughs> talk shit to one another, but you know him. Friendly, but you know him. I know, but that's me. yeah. But obviously, I don't even. He was in the other room, right? We were in the yeah. we were in the living room, and there were there were a lot of things that happened with uh, our. our I remember beating Brad with uh, Sage Rosenfels in that freaking football game, and he almost killed me. And then the basketball thing, that was a whole other thing. Hopefully Brad isn't listening to this podcast. I doubt he ever is. <laughs> is, there some, is, Brad not a, is Brad a sore loser? Is that what we're talking about? Uh, sure. I don't know about lo- sore <laughs> loser. I don't think he's a sore loser. I think he, he takes think it very he seriously. Can, he, can lose, he can lose gracefully. It's just... Yeah. Uh, We've had some uh, we've had some run-ins over uh, different video games. The uh, the it's, it's all overnight it's was competitive. A, yeah, it's all overnight was a rough one with the what was that NBA Live like two thousand or probably nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, lost his shit. I remember even playing. I think you, me, and him, we played a uh, like a mini tournament between the three of us at Madden, and. <laughs> It was like Dante Culpepper to freaking Randy Moss, just launch it and go. <laughs> and he just got so mad. And especially being a Packers fan, like he just did not have it. And uh, <laughs> it was, or, or you run the same like play, you run the same play over and over and over again, and he can't stop it and he gets mad. But you know, <laughs> that, that's life. Like if you, if you found a way to beat somebody, just keep doing it. Right. Like why change I, up? I used to hate though the uh, it's better in, in newer games I think but the old video games where there's just plays that are unstoppable and then yeah. just keep running it the that, cheese that way yeah. like the Michael think, Vick when you play with Michael Vick and then you just run outside the pocket yeah you can't you really you literally can't do anything because yeah, he's faster than everyone yeah you can stop the run if you put everybody there and take a cornerback off but 
if then he can pass it, right? So I think that's just the competitive nature on us there. I, I got a question for you because this came up recently uh, at one of my family gatherings. Why I never let my daughter Alexis beat me in anything, or why do I always try to beat her? And I, you know, I read an article a few years ago, and it was just like talking about an athlete always beating his son and never letting his son win, and he thought it would make him tougher and stronger competitor and do all that kind of stuff. Like I, I really don't. Whether it's a card game or anything, I do not try to let her win. Do you guys treat that the same way, or yeah, the answer daughter might be too young? But yeah, I don't. But I, no, I, I treat I, that I the can, same way. I would never let anybody win in anything. There you go. Yeah, I, I treat that the same way. I'm not letting her win if she yeah. can beat if she can beat me. You know, Great. then. Hey, I mean, I've lost a couple of shoots and ladders games, you know, my day, but, uh, it uh happens. You know, that's it. It happens. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't want, I mean, I wouldn't want anyone to let me win. So why would anyone, isn't it more fun when you beat someone that's competitive? Like if you play someone that doesn't give a shit, like, why do you care if you win or not? Right. Doesn't it just teach them to not, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Well, they get a participation like, trophy nowadays, right? But like you know, if it's okay to lose, then it's not. Then you you have no motivation to get better. Like it's not okay. If you're okay with. That's what I mean. If you're okay with, if you're okay with like not with not winning, then I mean I'm not saying that everything is about winning, but it does. It is a pretty good motivator to work harder at something to get better. Like, and if you let somebody win, they get a false sense of how good they might be at something. Even if it's a you know strategy game like shoots and ladders, or strategy there like, isn't shoots and ladders, or the, like, or the best strategy like, in Clue, right? Guess like your own Clue. cards yeah, and piss people bring off. Up Clue, like there you go. This like we got into this like crazy like Clue rabbit hole of yeah. the like game theory optimal Clue <laughs> battles. <laughs> like we we just played Clue uh, when we were in Mammoth and. It went all the way around, and obviously I had guessed some of my cards, and so it went all the way around, and Alexis looked at me, and she's like, well, Dad, you won. And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I just wanted to see what, what was going on, but it's, you know, it's strategy. Michelle hates it. She yeah. will not play Clue with me because of that. She's like, you guessed your own cards. And it's like, yeah, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to <laughs> narrow, narrow down something else. I don't need to worry about all the other stuff. So um, You guessed your own cards. Hey, winners win. And that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, um, you know, we wrap it up and we, we got to get back next time for Jason's hockey strategies on, on DraftKings. And we should get really deep into this clue strategy too. Like, I yes. like your clue strategy, strategy because I, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know how to play clue. So I want to hear, <laughs> I, I, know the, I know the premise, I know the premise, but I don't know the specifics of the, of how to play, so I'm ready for the food strategy as well. Lots of strategy. We we, we should do that live. We should have a a, a live clue. <laughs> Just play each other. All right, don't tell me. Let play me. Let me play first, and then you can tell me the strategy after. And you'll and you'll see how lost you are. You're like, man, this is just a game. It's like go fish. <laughs> we need to just do commentary on a clue game. Give feedback. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I don't really remember 
I mean, I'm, I'm saying it right now, but I do remember how intense that got and how like, crazy. how we solved, how we solved clue like faster, way faster than I ever remember doing it when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It used to go on forever as a kid. Cause like even watching Alexis play, she didn't know, like she, she picked up on verbal stuff. She didn't write anything down. So it was like, once she saw like, repeats and stuff like that she started on narrow time she actually won one of the games um but it's also like when you're playing with five or six people it's about timing where you are when something breaks yeah so all right that's it it's unrecruited we're out